Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Wow, what don't we have to cover today? Wild Yang news, national vaccine mandates, democracy reforms, and an earth-shattering performance from Scott. It's a doozy, fam. Strap in. Quick shout out to our tier 3 patrons, Shay Mian and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. All right, we've got two really big stories, but name of the podcast being what it is, I suppose we should start with the rumor that Yang is starting a third party when his book comes out. This was reported by Politico, supposedly sourced from insiders. Yang has not directly commented on it yet, but he has made coy comments about it. He tweeted, quote, If I were to start a party, the convention would be in Vegas, end quote. Now, I can't do much more than speculate at this point, but I will say that there are a lot of reasons it's nearly impossible for a third party to win, and that Yang knows this. His new book is pretty much all about it. He's been fighting for ranked choice voting largely to remove the spoiler effect that is the main barrier to people voting for third parties. Yang himself said regarding Justin Amash's potential run in 2020, quote, I do think a third-party run increases the chances of Trump's re-election, end quote. That is going to be the situation again, and you can bet Democrats will crucify Yang as the next Jill Stein. Heck, they already are. Then there's all the bias in the laws that make it very difficult to get on the ballot as a third party. Then there's the funding and vendor monopoly set up by the duopoly, the massive bias in the media, and more besides. There's a reason we've been stuck with the duopoly for over a century. Finally, there's a big point oft overlooked in these discussions. Even if a third party could rival the duopoly under the current system, it would not remain a third party. It would replace one of the existing two and eventually morph into a facsimile of it. That's just the nature of the game. Policy platforms ebb and flow somewhat over time, but there's always going to be a more progressive party and a more conservative party playing off of each other, and most of them need to largely be moderates. Any additional parties get absorbed by one or the other to keep the one they dislike from winning. Thus, two megaparties is simply the equilibrium state of our system. Reforms like score voting, multi-member districts, and public campaign finance are needed to change that. Yang also discussed creating a new tribe in his recent Yang Speaks episode with the leader of Represent Us, though it wasn't clear if he meant a new tribe or the old new tribe of the Yang Gang. Great episode, by the way, mostly about gerrymandering and how the lack of competition from that in general elections leads to extremist voters in the primaries electing extremist politicians like we are seeing on the right. As I've said before, highly recommend joining Represent Us. Their approach of state-by-state reform is a proven one, and their policies are all good. Anyway, all of this is to say I don't really know why Yang would do this. Perhaps he would make a new party just to push democracy reforms, but not run anyone for office. Perhaps it would just be for local races, or maybe he's just throwing caution to the wind and running for president third party because he thinks the Dems have no chance of winning this time. I don't know. My guess would be working local along with Representos. We're going to have to wait and see. Either way, there's already a lot of hate coming toward the Yang Gang, 
I'll save further discussion for when we know what's going on. Until then, I'm very nervous. Yang will be giving a live virtual interview about his new book, at which he will answer some questions from the crowd, so we may get our answers there. You can sign up in the links, space is limited. The first chapter of his book, Forward, has also been released on audio, link below. And moving forward, the other big news is of course Biden's announced vaccine mandate for all businesses with 100 or more employees or else weekly testing. Honestly, did not think he would go this far. Thankfully, it also includes paid time off to get employees or their families vaccinated. It will be enforced by OSHA as a safety measure and apply to roughly 80 million workers. A recent poll found Americans are split just about 50-50 on whether they approve of employer vaccine mandates. For federal workers and contractors, the testing option has been removed. They now must be vaccinated starting in 75 days. Some federal agencies will require proof while others will accept attestation. Failure to comply will result in counseling, then progressive disciplinary action. As usual, there will be limited exemptions for religious and medical reasons. Included will be 17 million healthcare workers at agencies that receive Medicare or Medicaid funding, as well as teachers and staff directly employed or funded by the federal government, which is about 300,000. No mention of mask mandates, which would likely have detrimental long-term impact on at least kindergarten and young elementary students. Although Biden has also promised to fill any gaps in school funding resulting from governors cutting funding to schools that disobey bans on masking. And he has asked but can't require that large entertainment venues require vaccines or tests and that states require vaccines for all school employees. We've got governors trying to take money from schools for trying to protect kids' health, and the federal government slipping that cash back into their pockets. America is a bit of a clown show, and not the funny kind. Los Angeles has also mandated vaccination for all children 12 and up in their public schools starting in January. All employees in the LA Unified School District must be vaccinated by October 15th. I fear that many parents will choose to derail their child's education by roping them into their parents' delusional culture war. Furthermore, Biden announced that the TSA will double fines on travelers who refuse to wear masks, and the federal government will be buying nearly $2 billion worth of tests for public use, the Defense Department will send more teams to hospitals in need, and more monoclonal antibody treatments will be shipped. Finally, Biden is pushing booster shots starting as soon as this month, pending FDA approval. Opinion on booster shots seems to be mixed among the scientific community, with resistance largely centered on not wanting the already vaccinated to take shots away from those who still haven't gotten their first two. And the efficacy of a booster is also a bit uncertain. What is certain is that Biden is beginning to lose his cool with anti-vaxxers. His announcement included this, quote, my message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. End quote. I don't know about the wisdom of directly blaming them, and it doesn't seem Biden has done everything he could have done in recent months to help things along, what with being wrapped up in the obsession with that bipartisan infrastructure deal, but I can't really argue the points made. 
Some 650,000 Americans have died of COVID, and the trend has turned upward again since Delta. And as we've discussed recently, it looks as though the vaccines are at least 50% effective at preventing infection against Delta, making vaccination a collective responsibility. The most important civil liberty is the freedom to not be killed by other people. Anyway, Biden had similar words for politicians pushing anti-vax rhetoric. In that case, it's definitely deserved. As I said last episode, vaccine mandates are no one's first choice. I'm glad to see that paid leave for vaccination was included, as that was one of the big remaining barriers for those who wanted to vaccinate. FDA approval was another, which is now cleared for Pfizer at least. But hospitals are filling up. And I think Biden has decided this is pretty much the only thing left that can relieve that pressure in time. Voluntary uptake seems to have hit a ceiling, and there is ample evidence that mandates will increase uptake. Where we go from there is anyone's guess. The virus is going to be with us indefinitely at this point. We're eventually going to have to settle on an equilibrium. Will these mandates stay in effect? If not, what's the deciding factor for ending them? All of this is going to be deeply unpopular on the right, with a lot of independents and even some Democrats. If Biden's chances of re-election weren't already tanked, as his recent polling numbers suggested, this will probably finish the job. On the one hand, I think that between this and Afghanistan, Biden has shown that he is more worried about saving lives and doing what he thinks is right than about re-election. That is rare and admirable. On the other hand, that means we're probably in for another round of Trump, and there's no telling how much damage he'll do this time. Last time he killed tens of thousands with his pandemic sabotage, turned the GOP solidly against democracy, attempted a coup, and incited an insurrection, just to name some highlights. It's quite possible his next coup attempt will succeed, and our chance to pass reforms that might avert hostility against democracy are drawing very thin. We desperately need that filibuster reform to get anywhere. On that note, the Senate returns from recess Monday and will quickly vote on Manchin's modified version of the For the People Act, aka H.R. 1 or S. 1. It is reported to include the voter access, donation transparency, and anti-gerrymandering measures, but no mention yet of the public campaign finance or RCV funding from the For the People Act. We will have to wait and see. Manchin insisted on changes to supposedly garner Republican support. He's about the only one in the country that even claims to have hope of getting 10 Republican senators to vote for it, though, despite it being purely pro-democracy reforms. Tribalism rules. It almost certainly won't have a shot without the filibuster reform, but anything's possible, I suppose. Either it'll pass or it'll add pressure on Manchin and crew to reform the filibuster. To that end, Washington, D.C. is holding a For the People rally on the 14th at noon to call for passage of the bill. Represent Us is also organizing a For the People tweet storm on Monday the 13th. Finally, I've got a very good note to end on. Scott Santons has released a new episode on his podcast, this time on the topic of modern monetary theory. But it goes beyond that. I think it may be his best work yet, and the single best explanation of money, inflation, taxes, spending, debt, and labor that I have ever heard or read. Seriously, it should be standard issue in public education. In about one hour, he goes over everything you need to know to understand the monetary workings of modern society. Everything that I've gone over piecemeal in Yang Daily and more. 
in a concise, simple way. It's a thing of beauty. It requires close attention and pausing to think through at points, but it will be the most productive hour you have ever spent in your life. Trust me, everyone needs to give this a listen and help spread it to others. We need to mainstream this shiz. Links below. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the forward chapter one, the vaccine mandate thread, the For the People rally and tweet storm, and most of all, Scott's MMT episode. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way, and don't forget to Yang Daily.